I'm Catherine Sprung. I am the creator of Squish Marshmallows, and I have a food blog called Sprung on Food, and this is my couch. Hello, and uh, welcome to Other People's Couches, episode three. Tonight, I'm here with the lovely Catherine Sprung. Uh, who is a foodie of all kinds, and who I met at South by Southwest, actually. I don't think I ever met you before that. I yeah. heard about you. Yeah. My coworkers talked about her all the time, and just was like, sprung this, sprung that, sprung this. And then we went to South by, and it was a wonderful time, I think. You totally. had a good time, right? I yeah. had a blast, yeah. yeah. A lot of really good food. You took us to a lot of really good food trucks. Excellent. Um, so I guess, uh, leading into this, tell me your backstory into how you became a foodie. And what that word means yeah. to you. I feel like that name actually ends up more often than not sounding kind of douchey. You know, like, uh, I'm a foodie. But, like, the way that I would describe it is it's, like, the most succinct way of just saying that you have, like, a deep love and appreciation for good, interesting food, I uh -huh. guess. Yeah. Um, some people, I think use it and they're just like, huh, I eat like two bags of Doritos. I'm such a foodie. And it's like, well, I mean, you love food, but I mean, I don't know. So, so foodie's <laughs> like a, a connoisseur of types, not necessarily a Dorito guess. fan. I, I guess. I mean, like, I don't think that there are any rules. I think that the name has kind of just become some other thing of its own mm -hmm. um, that just encompasses a lot of things. But like j me personally, like I love food, obsessed with it, um, and have like a really deep appreciation for different culinary arts presentation preparation um different cuisines um but it's not all like hoity-toity stuff it can be an amazing street cart vendor um that's just like doing something really amazing really well um and i think that honestly new york has kind of given me that um i'm originally from orlando oh, it's okay. not like mm -hmm. land of you know like Is fancy, food, fancy giant food. food desert I mean, it's okay, but um, but it's nothing like New York. This is like yeah. one of the food capitals of the world. So, um, so I've lived here for eight years, and I mean, it just it's kind of just at your fingertips everywhere you go. New places popping up. Um, I follow lots of different um, um, reporters and. Uh, e-newsletters and stuff like that for different food sites um, just always trying to you know keep up and find the next new thing try it out I just so like when did your like relationship with food start it sounds like it's pretty intense <laughs> it's really tense um, we're totally exclusive <laughs> um, when did it uh, when did it get you well know? yeah I mean like was it like your first bite of like Kraft macaroni and cheese or maybe <laughs> when you realized that bagel bites were not as good as the commercials made them seem to be yeah. like was there a uh, a turning point that you can remember where you're like, this is so good, I want to like put a lot of effort into this. Totally. Um, I think just growing up even, I was always in the kitchen with my mom. Mm -hmm. I just loved cooking and baking and I always kind of wanted to be hands-on and, and do those things. Um, and then I would get creative in the kitchen as a kid and some things would work out and some things would be a disaster. My mom was like, oh, this is delicious. Let's throw it away. <laughs> Great job. And, um, and I just, I don't know. There was just like some kind of just like natural connection there. It was an interest and it just seemed fun. Mm -hmm. um, so I always loved doing that. 
Um, and at a point, I actually really wanted to go to culinary school. I didn't want to go to a four-year university. And I told my parents that. And I was like, yeah, so I mean, I think I, think I want to do culinary school instead. And they were like, okay, so you, let's do the four-year university. Oh. And, then, and then you can do that afterward. And I was like, eh, okay, fine. And I think just doing that kind of like deterred me from then going on and pursuing culinary school. So before, so before I graduated in, in high school, um, my mom got me a, a electric KitchenAid mixer and I was like, yeah. Is that the one that's in the kitchen that I yes, saw? Yes. That is, is a beast. That is like is a present. Old. That is awesome. Yeah. But I mean, the, to anybody who wants a mixer out there, the KitchenAid mixers are like, it's like where it's at. Ones. No, they're not here. They're like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Legit. Yeah, they're great. Um, just awesome quality. So it's, yeah, she's lasted me. And um, she's my business partner. Sponsored by KitchenAid. Yeah. <laughs> Send throw, me one. We'll throw a link in here. <laughs> That'd be amazing. Um, no, they're not sponsoring this, but I do love the product. Um, uh, yeah, so I mean, that kind of also just helped me, you know, create things whenever mm-hmm. I wanted and, and work on all of that. Um and then, yeah, I mean, and then when I moved here, it was just kind of like, why everything's, not, right? yeah, everything's, everything's here. it's so accessible. Yeah. So it's like, why not? If I were maybe in another state, somewhere else, you know, it would probably be harder just because it's not as it's not commonplace. Well, did you have a hard time? Like, cause I know you had like done a ton of research before you went to Austin, like as in like to check out some of these like the food carts and stuff like that. Yeah. Do you feel that like that was just kind of an anomaly? Like Austin's not usually like that? Or is it just more like cities in general just obviously probably tend to have better food diversity, right? Sure. So the interesting thing about Austin is they're like um, – they're an up-and-coming food scene. There's oh, a, there's okay. a lot of great talent there mm-hmm. and a lot of people that are based there, and they want to create a new like food community there. Because there's so many other places, you know, New York has it, L.A. has it, um, and there's so many other um, cities that have their own thing going. And, I mean, Austin is just, you know, they're known for their barbecue anyway. Right. But they want to kind of go beyond that and not just be recognized as barbecue and, you know. Just like the tic- the Texas tropes kind of thing. Yeah. They want to, like, move past that. Totally. Right. I mean, obviously maintain that, but then, right. you know, you have other vendors there that are doing amazing Tex-Mex, um, that are doing... Um, those donuts that you made dude, us try. What was that donuts. one called? It was, like, the monkey oh something? Oh, my God. It was amazing. Uh, it was so funky good. monkey. Funky monkey. From, from Gordo's. You guys can also send me some product. <laughs> <laughs> Just name dropping all over the place. But um, they were phenomenal. Maybe one of the best donuts I've ever had in my life. Mm-hmm. One of them. I, yes, um, I had a piece, and I would remember dying. Massive. Great. I mean, whew. But it was incredible. Um, yeah, so there are, I mean, there are a lot of, you know, hidden gems there, a lot of different people um, sprouting up, doing stuff there that's exciting. And, yeah, I'm a sicko, and I research all of these things, like, well in advance. If I go anywhere from visiting a new city, mm-hmm. I'm always, like, looking places up, going to my sources, seeing who's out there, where I should go, what I should visit and see. That's and pretty eat. fantastic. I just, it's, like, that to me is, like, certain people who have, and I'm not saying I don't necessarily, but certain people who have a a large appreciation for, for art or 
you know, or museums and they seek those out and they're like, oh, let me see where I should go. Like, this is like my museum. Is there a city that you're looking forward to that you haven't been to yet or you're going to soon? Like a certain food culture that to you is just like fantastic. Yeah. Um, I will soon be going to Brazil next month. Oh, like post the World Games. Yeah, yeah, World yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, um, yeah, I have uh, I have friends that are there and we're going to um, run the Rio Marathon. Um, <laughs> That's intense. Because why not? Yeah. Um, it, uh, so I'm excited to see, uh, I'm familiar with some Brazilian cuisine, um, and the only obstacle for me, so I'm pescatarian, so I oh, don't, yeah, so okay. the obstacle for me is, yeah, I don't eat, um, red meat or chicken or anything. I when they're all fish. about, like, those restaurants they're that serve so nothing but meat, right? into meat. They're all about it. <laughs> and, and I'll have to, I mean, they also have, you know, fish and vegetables and, you know, all of those other things. Um, I'll be fine. Um, but unfortunately, I'll be kind of missing out on, so like... So you're not <laughs> willing to, like, break that for travel? It's not, like, um... It's it's how do I describe it? It's it's not a religious thing. It's not a health thing. It's I really don't like to eat meat. Just like it like kind it. of like I'm trying to be polite about it, but like it grosses me out. No, that's fair. I not mean, like, watching other people eat it. I'm totally fine with that. Anybody can have it. For me personally, yeah, I just I would be down to like have meat there and eat it but I just like I can't <laughs> you, even imagine doing it like I just I mean yeah. if I, I think if anyone ever really just sat down and thought about like what meat was and like where it came from like it's kind of gross <laughs> like I don't think exactly. about my bacon I just eat my bacon yeah well I mean and I eat eggs and I love eggs but, right. but I'm not gonna like scrutinize you know like oh well this is an unborn fetus and all these you know like when you break it down like that it becomes right. it really less um, appealing yeah, so it kind of like you know you throw that in the back of your mind and you don't think about it um, but yeah I mean so that's that's my relationship with red meat <laughs> so like in Brazil then is there like a certain cuisine that like you are looking forward to like do, do they do like ceviche or something that's probably just Mexican um, yeah, not, they're not really known for that as far as I know mm -hmm. um, but um I mean, some typical dishes there. They have like a feijoada, which is like a that? stew, um, but also predominantly with meat. Um, mm -hmm. But you know, I'll see what I can do. Like, yeah, if we you can just be like, out. can you just like leave that up? Um, <laughs> uh, they have pau de queijo, which okay. is like their, you know, their, um, like, I, I wanted to say like cheese balls, but not like the Cheetos cheese balls. They're like bread with cheese inside. What that would sounds be, amazing. Yeah. Well, it was, it was kind of like a chili popper, but without the chili. Precisely. Yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah, cool. yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, I'll uh, I'll definitely be looking into, like, what else they have. I'm a huge, like, sweet tooth and dessert person. Mm. So I, like, I got to figure out what they're doing over there that's, like, aside from... Yeah, I don't think flaunt. Mexico flaunt, right? I don't probably. Know. I, I probably listen, sound. I'm not the foodie I probably here. Sounds stupid right now. But, <laughs> I thought but, you knew what you were talking hey, about. Yeah, I know. I didn't. I didn't practice before this interview. I'm so ashamed. Um, but I'll. I'll figure it out. Yeah, yeah. I'm just looking forward to the whole experience and seeing what they have there. Um, and then domestically, I don't have huge travel plans. Um, but 
I mean, every newsletter that I subscribe to, and they have different cities that they cover. Yeah. Each time they show something or have a picture of something, I'm like, all right, bookmarking that. Gotta go there and get that whenever I'm there. So I think I feel like going to a city and then exploring the food like is such a such an interesting way. I mean, like you said, you can go and you can explore the art, you can explore the music. And I've just never thought about like really getting in and just understanding the food and the culture. Like um, I was just in New Orleans for my uh, boss's wedding, and like that food was like fantastic. Yeah. But it was also I wasn't feeling well because I had just had all this Indian food, so I didn't really enjoy <laughs> it as much. But like um, it was like I went to this restaurant, Mother's, and it was just like this is it was it kind of like Cat's Deli, but if Cat's Deli was in New Orleans, it was just like yeah. everything is seafood and like all this. And it was a, a really cool experience. I, yeah. I, I didn't think about, um, like, the food as much as I'm sure you probably would have. But, like, yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's, cool. it's a cool thing. Yeah. Do. If you go back, you got uh, the daiquiris. Did you have the daiquiris there? No. Oh, I forgot about the drive-thru daiquiris, right? Well, they have you, that, you, like... you drive through, da- but they also don't have open container laws. So you go to the daiquiri shop. You get, like, this huge, disgustingly big, you know, like, fo- styrofoam cup of daiquiri. And, oh you know, you can God. get whatever flavors you want. And each DAC shop has their own thing going. DAC shops, though. Da- I mean, when you're like, when you're in it, DAC, DAC shops. shops. So yeah. you, you would call yourself an expert of the DAC shops, then? I mean, maybe only one or two of them. Mm-hmm. So I have a friend who uh, who lives there um, part of the year. They um, split their time. Mm. Um, and so I've visited her there, and she has her, it's Jean's. Jeans, you can send me some Dax. <laughs> Just getting them all in. Um, Jeans Dax shop. Um, oh, you mentioned the, that before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have I? I, I? It sounds so familiar, either because I saw it in like a I newsletter. sound really obsessed right now. <laughs> but like, no, it's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Jeans Dax shops, right? Yeah, yeah. So you just go in there. Um, they have different flavors. You can make a combo of any sort. Um, and then you can just cruise the streets with like your insanely large daiquiri. And have yourself, like, a really delightful afternoon. I fucked up. I went to New Orleans and I did everything (laughs) wrong is exactly what happened. You can just go back. You'll go back. You'll do all the other things. And, I mean, there's other amazing things there, too. Did you hear some jazz? Yeah, yeah. We we had some. I mean, like, there was the street jazz and then uh, we went to a brunch and there was just, like, everyone's grandpa playing jazz music there which was kind of cool so yeah, yeah, yeah was that like somebody's home or that was like no no it was like i think it was at a restaurant <laughs> was a family reunion that we crashed yeah we just i was like listen i'm really hungry and hungover and i need this right yeah. now um but no it was just like the jazz is great i think i mean you were there for like we were there for a wedding so it's like you know right. you have like all these fantastic events so that you're time. going to yeah and only so much time we did stay in a hostel uh no way but we went in a hostel after staying at the hyatt regency so it was just kind of like it was the worst way to end it in the way... Like, if we had started in the hostel and stayed yeah. in the whole time, we'd be like, wow, this is great. How so wonderful. So luxurious. Oh, but instead it's like, wow, there's... I can feel the springs. Like, this is... Oh, uh, people next door complaining about a tarantula in their clothing. <laughs> like, this is great. I'm really happy. Well, you experienced uh, New Orleans on a different level then. Yeah, totally. I mean, so... like, more of a... Yeah, there's just more accents and just wonderful things about it. Don't need a hair, got highlights everywhere. Didn't like her dude, so she short on the tip. And she sniffed that itch. Fast jewels don't take no shit. Dropping bennies on her roots, now she looking fly. Cause she got her hair to people ask. You did mention you have a sweet tooth, and yeah. you make marshmallows. I do. And squish.com, squish. Squish marshmallows. Squish marshmallows, and you have a lovely little Twitter, and 
nice little icon guy, and Thanks. he's just most adorable. Tell me about Squish. Yeah. Um, so I started Squish probably about. I mean, it's very new. He's <laughs> just a little baby. Um, True. Um, officially, you know, soft launch. I'm gonna say because I'm going for. Uh, a more official, larger launch, probably in the fall. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, just a few months ago, um, and it wasn't even something that I had in the works for months that I've been thinking about for ages. Like it kind of just came randomly. I I want to say accidentally, but I mean, but in a, the most positive accidental way, I totally, guess. Totally. Um, I was. Um, writing for my food blog that I have. Sprung on food. Sprung on food. <laughs> um, and uh, trying to like aggressively post as many things as I could, go to as many places as I could. Um, and I enjoy it, and I get to see the city, and I get to visit new places. Um, but it also, you know, starts to get kind of expensive. Nobody's sponsoring this. That's a very good point. And yeah, nobody's yeah. sponsoring it. Um, I'm not being paid to do it. I do it just for the love of doing it. Um, so, um, so I was like, okay, well, let me think of how to break it up a little bit and incorporate content without, you know, spending a lot of money. I was like, oh, well, let me throw in some recipes every now and again, you know, stuff that's easy to make, it's accessible, it's nothing too fancy, like, I'll get fancy in the kitchen on my own, but if, you know, for the average reader who doesn't have a ton of time, may have limited kitchen space, resources, whatever, um, just fun, simple, easy things Yeah, okay. um, was kind of like the focus. Um not pivoting the site into something like that, but just incorporating it. So, um, so I, you know, put a few recipes out there, and then I stumbled on an article um, that had a recipe for marshmallows one day, and I was like, "No way! I didn't know you could really make marshmallow." You think of like Jet Puff in the bags and stuff like that, and, the and tiny you're like, "Ones that goes in your chocolate." Yeah, yeah, and they're great and they're fun, but but that's kind of like you know what I thought. I mean, I knew that other people could make them but I was like I can make them right great I can make them so um so I made a batch and I was like this was so much fun so I'm you know I had a bunch of them uh so I sent some to my parents Mm -hmm. um and then I shared some with friends and they were like that's amazing this is really great and I was like cool and I was just kind of on a kick and I wanted to make a new batch but I wanted to make it with you know, some kind of a flavor, incorporate something else that wasn't just a plain marshmallow. I did that, thought that was fun. That batch was even better than the first one. And I just kept playing around with like a couple more batches and um, experimenting with flavor. And um, then started breaking down um, the recipe after I brought some to um, some people to try, mm-hmm. and um, they were like, wow, you know, these are great. You could totally sell these. You and brought some like, to our office, and I, I think they were gone in like five minutes, and I was just waiting to see, make sure everyone had one so that I could go in for my seconds. I awesome. was like, you all have one yet? Okay, <laughs> yeah, I'm going in for round two. Going in for round two. Um, yeah, so, I mean, that was like the, the best thing, hearing that they were great, and then I was like, okay, that's amazing. Um, and then somebody was like, you, you could sell this. And I was like, no, I can't sell this. And they're like, why not? And I was like, 
yeah why not <laughs> why not so, yeah why not you're right oh my I'm god I'm like you know I'm not, I've got nothing to lose like let's do this so um I'm kind of like an all in person once mm-hmm. I get an idea I just run with it like the um, marathon down in Brazil like the marathon in Brazil eating my non-meat foods um <laughs> so I had the, this one recipe, right? Yeah. But I was like, okay, well, if I'm going to do this, I'm not just going to use this this person's recipe. Like, I'm going to break this down. I'm going to change ratios. I'm going to take out ingredients, add ingredients. So, it, luckily, like, it didn't take me a lot of maneuvering because I've been cooking. So, you know, I knew how to take out certain things like I took out corn syrup people have a weird thing about corn syrup even if it's not necessarily high fructose corn syrup but just regardless yeah, yeah. Just I was like let's get rid of that um, let's get rid of some other stuff uh, and I just wanted to focus on just using you know as many like whole and natural products as I could of course are I, they vegan they probably can't they're be, not right? vegan um, they could be uh, but I would have to use vegan gelatin oh, and I'm just oh, and I'm not you're not there yet. Focusing on that right now. Um, so, I mean, maybe down the line, but that's also, you know, may sound petty, but it's also like a, a funding thing. Vegan gelatin is substantially more expensive than Obviously. regular. Right. Um, and this is all self-funded right now. So <laughs> <laughs> so if I do like an Indiegogo or a Kickstarter this is or something a giant like plug. that. Just yeah, like yeah. Sponsorship, send sponsorship. you money. Um, I mean, I'm not looking for, you know, investors or anything like right. that right now, but... Um, down the road, I'll probably do a campaign to raise um, funds for a multitude of different things um, and facets of the business that I will, you know, be needing. Um, but uh, but yeah, they're not uh, not vegan. Um, but uh, but I do have ones that are dairy free, gluten free. Um, they do have, are. Do you have a favorite flavor? Uh, you know, it's hard because they're all like my children. Um, but I think I think some of my favorites are other people's favorites as well. I really love, um, I have one that's um, called Peanut Butter Jelly Time. I have not had that one. Okay, that well, I have, I have some samples. samples. Yeah, so you can totally get in on that. I love that one. Um, I love the s'mores one. Mm-hmm. Um, I love uh, a Rocky Road one. And I have a banana pudding one. I have other flavors, but I think those are kind of like, don't tell the rest. But I think that those are kind of I like. I won't tell them. Yeah. Don't say anything to the marshmallows. <laughs> um, <laughs> sounds like we're on drugs right now. Don't tell the marshmallows. Don't tell the marshmallows. Um, yeah, but I mean, the other thing that I wanted to to do was incorporate um, texture too in you know in addition to unique different flavors that you don't normally equate with marshmallow Um, I love a plain marshmallow but sometimes I think it (laughs) as weird as this might sound it might get like a little monotonous you can only have so many but then and then you just your jaw hurts you're like what am I doing yeah it's just like you don't there's nothing interesting about it. Right. So to spice it up a little bit, um, yeah, I wanted to incorporate other things, whether it's graham crackers, nuts, pretzels, um, 
cookies, different chocolate, you know, different things to kind of make it more interesting mm -hmm. and add a different dynamic into the whole into the whole equation. I've never heard of marshmallows be talked in like such an like an amazing way. Oh, I wanted to add a new dynamic to my marshmallows. Yeah. It's like it's great. I think it's so cool. Like um, yeah. I had your French toast. Was it? Is that a flavor? I have you a made? cinnamon French toast. Yeah. My favorite. I still. Yeah. I'm thinking about it right now. I'm like, oh, this is really good. I amazing. think because you brought that one to, down to Austin. I think. Yeah, I brought a bunch down there. Some of the ones that I brought didn't make the final cut. Oh, you have like a specific amount of flavors you have. Right yeah, now. there's mm -hmm. a specific. I have. Um, oh, it's embarrassing that I don't know. Eight flavors um, that I offer uh, on my store online. Um, and then I'll do, you know, um, in the future also because this is so new. I'll do different like featured flavors or like a flavor of the month. And I'm always making new different flavors that I'm thinking about. And if one is really amazing that I want to incorporate, I'll incorporate it. Um, but I also have in mind of doing um, seasonal flavors too that are more, you know, fall-like or winter. Pie. Yeah, pie. you know, things that, things that kind of spark a whole feeling. Um, of that season too, you might not be craving, yeah, something pumpkiny, appley, yeah. you know, spice like right now. But come fall time, you're gonna be like, that's where I'm going. Well, I remember reading like um, <laughs> Starbucks, like their pumpkin spice latte. Like every year, like their sales like quadruple. Yeah, I think. It's and they like uh, last year I was just written the New York Times being as wonderful as they are. Um, they like wrote this amazing <laughs> thing piece about yeah right this amazing piece about like just the the pumpkin spice latte and like what it actually was and like just the whole idea of like seasonalizing food mm -hmm. um, is just like it's crazy I mean you just put something up for a limited time and because of that it just everyone's just like I gotta get it now totally I personally love pumpkin spice lattes there's yeah. like the best thing for me I don't know why they don't even taste like real pumpkins no it never does I love pumpkin anything. Um, in its pure form, but in, then also, like, I'm not one of those people that's like, oh, if it has, like, you know, some processed things, I'm very against. I'm really relaxed, you know, like, I will, I'll eat Oreos, you know, like, of whatever, and oh, some people, like, you know, yeah. normal stuff that people are like, oh, well, <laughs> processed packaged goods, like, they turn their noses up, like, I'm really relaxed. You're also self-funded, like so it's like, I haven't earned that right yet to be, yeah. turn my nose up to processed goods. I mean, I could and just make them all myself, but I just, oh. I also don't have that kind of time. That's, so, that's <laughs> so maybe one day, but. Well, do uh, you ever have a problem with like, um, actually creating a flavor? Like, I don't know how flavors happen. Like you made, you know, like a French toast, like, is it just, uh proper mix of spices do you buy like a french toast mix like no um so yeah it's just um, without giving away any secrets if it's no, just too many secrets i mean i'll shut this down immediately <laughs> the lights will go black um no uh for me just thinking of that not to sound like weird but uh, just thinking of like flavors like they just kind of they just make sense like they just come to me mm -hmm. like or it's any type of regular inspiration just you know, they could be things that obviously are already exist. I'm not necessarily doing anything groundbreaking or creating, you know, unheard of flavor combinations sure. necessarily. Some, I think, are more unique than others in that I don't know if any other people are doing specific flavors that I'm doing. Um, but, um, 
but you know just for instance like with and all, and all my ingredients it's all transparent like all the ingredients are online on the labels oh, fair. Right, right, right. so I mean I want people to know what they're eating um I know that you know food allergies are sweeping the nation, so I want people to to be aware of what they're eating. Um, and there's no secrets. I mean, I'm not telling you what measurements and how I'm doing it. That's like, fair. That's a good point. You know, so I mean, it's, you know, if you can make it, you can make it, and that's cool. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean, so like the peanut butter and jelly one, for instance, like. Yeah, sure. Peanut butter and jelly. Why not? Like that's a nostalgic, normal. And do you use like actual peanut butter and actual jelly, or does it like so a com- I, like spices and stuff? No. Like... So what I use is yeah. So then I just think, all right, well, what makes sense to me, and what can I use that will work? So for that particular one, I use real strawberries. Mm-hmm. Um, I use um, peanut butter chips because those do well. You also learn with textures and fat content and when you're whipping things that some things will not work and consistency wise and some things do work so I've had some some fails um and learning ratios because I'm not working from you know any kind of guidance I'm just coming up with this on my own so it's a lot your of kitchen things. is so clean for all the experimentation that you're talking about oh. well it damn well should be <laughs> <laughs> could you imagine it was just like a hot mess like well yeah just... I mean like I, I was kind of I, to be honest I was kind of expecting like flour everywhere and you were like coming out like oh sorry I'm in rolling pins everywhere no. and like a giant apron but... well this was scheduled so right you that's know. true you had time you <laughs> so had time to clean up. I had time to get my act together <laughs> um yeah no I mean it's just yeah some experimentation and and seeing what works and I've been lucky um in that a lot of the things that kind of like pop up in my head I'm like all right let's let's try this and I think that once you get into a rhythm um it just kind of comes together and it just ends up making sense maybe that's why I'm doing this Mm because it makes sense to me and not doing something else that I would have no idea like computer engineering you know like I I let somebody else do that but this you know it just it makes sense that's awesome. Yeah. I think that's really great. I Thanks. cook ramen. I can make hot dogs. We actually, I actually saw this BuzzFeed list. It was like <laughs> um, 39 things single people do, or no, uh, like spouses do when they're like husbands and wives are away. And it's yeah. just like... Cook ramen and one of them hot was, dogs? Well, one of them was like going back to eating sad single people food. And it was oh, like no. hot dogs with mustard on a slice of bread. And I was like, I love that. <laughs> like that is one of my favorite things. Like the moment Ray's not around, like I'm just like, fine, I can eat those hot dogs that have been sitting in the freezer for like two months. Amazing. But, so I, clearly... S- simpler times. Simpler times. Yeah, simpler <laughs> times. Hot dogs you hold on to Wonder those Bread. <laughs> oh. We don't have Wonder Bread. We do oh. we whole wheat bread, which is weird because it just like falls apart around a hot dog. But, but it's healthier. I guess. Uh, kind of. Catherine, one one question I like to ask everyone um, on this show is uh, tell me the story behind this lovely couch of yours. Okay. So the story of the couch itself is really not that exciting. Mm -hmm. It's pretty basic. Um, So I can tell you what led up to getting the couch. Perfect. Which will be slightly more interesting. Mm -hmm. Not that interesting, but just a little, little, (laughs) as best as I can do for you. Um, So... Before this couch, um, the one that I had was I just bought from the previous um, previous person of this apartment, okay. just easier that way. 
and um, totally fine couch, um, but it was, you know, fabric and lighter, um, and so just, you know, dirt and any kind of stuff just shows more on it, and I wasn't really into it, and I felt like I needed an upgrade in my life, so, um, so instead of just, you know, dumping it, I wanted to donate it, um, it's like Salvation Army or something like that. Um, to where I thought, <laughs> maybe because I'm naive, that they uh, will give these items uh, to people in need. Okay. Uh, and I was like, okay, well, that's wonderful. There's nothing technically wrong with the couch. It's you know a little bit older and it's a little bit worn, but it's still, it's still a couch. You can still sit totally on it. Still totally a couch. Everything. You can mm-hmm. sit your ass on it. It serves its purpose. <laughs> so, um, so you call them up and they. Um, come over with their truck and they send a guy in and um, but they like survey it before they take it and they can decide whether to take it or not and I didn't realize that so I was like sweating I'm like oh my god you got you have to take this couch like what the hell am I gonna do I already ordered this couch like just online I'm like it's gonna be delivered tomorrow you can't have two couches I gotta get this apartment. shit out of yeah, here right explore. now it's gonna be like yeah it's like a couch party like, <laughs> I would look like a crazy person with like couch party. couches everywhere <laughs> like all I wanna do is sit so the guy comes in all like looking it up and down and he's he's like uh i'm sorry i can't take this couch i was like sir why not he's like there is a worn corner and i'm like what yeah so specific so he couldn't take it and he left and i was so sad um, and also nervous because I needed to get rid and of it. You don't want a ASAP. couch party. And I did. Kind of sounds fun, actually. Yeah, they were talking Just about get it. Get some but... streamers <laughs> and like noise poppers and champagne. But I didn't have any of those things either. So I was like, all right, this couch has got to go. So, um, so it just, you know, went out to the side of the street because. Did someone take it? You know, I mean, something must have happened to it. Right? I feel like it's. <laughs> but like anything you put out into the corner, it's always like. Something's going to happen. I cuz you never yeah. see anyone take it. No. You never like I don't know of any garbage men ever dealing with it. I just know that like I put it out there and when I come out the next morning it's gone. It disappears. It's like it's like the the one sock wonderland. Yes, like, exactly. They all are together. There's socks and couches somewhere out there in Narnia. Just don't stand on a corner like overnight because you won't You're be there. Disappear. You're going to disappear. Yeah. Oh my god. I, I think, think that's what David something. Blaine does. He just oh, he just stands in a corner He's, for a long time. Yeah, and then right before it happens, he calls around a crowd. He's like, yeah. guys, guys, watch this. Yeah. And it's just like and then at a certain magical hour, he's he's gone <laughs> with the, the socks hour. and the couches. Oh, that's great. Yeah, that's wow. what he does. <laughs> Maybe the couches just run away. Well, that's a uh, that's a great couch story. And thank you so much you know. for uh, being part of the show. Of course. Um, Catherine Sprung, Colin James, and this has been other people's couches.
Today's featured guest was Catherine Sprung. If you want to check out her food blog, head over to sprungonfood.com. Want to eat some of her amazing marshmallows? Then head right over to squishmarshmallows.com. Original music today was provided by John Shields. Links to his music and Catherine's websites are in the description. Thanks for listening.